Welcome to Generation Ag, a podcast for the future of agriculture. I'm Kayla. And I'm Lavinia. And we're a couple of young Aggies passionate about celebrating our industry and sharing the stories of people who work in it. Hello and welcome back to Generation Ag. It is Kayla here today. Happy Monday for those of you listening on Drop Day. For the rest of you, I hope you're having a beautiful day, no matter what day of the week you happen to be listening. I love that through this podcast, we get to chat to just the most passionate, passionate individuals, people who love their jobs in agriculture and just are making the most of every opportunity they're given. And I don't think... It's been a little while since I've spoken to someone who has just embodied that to the level that today's guest has. So let me introduce you to Austin Grace. Um, before that, I, please forgive us. We're having two Austins two weeks in a row, but um, you'll have to bear with us. Their stories are fairly different, so hopefully you, you can differentiate if you listened to Vinny's episode last week. But Austin Grace grew up on a family farm near Young in New South Wales, developing a passion for the sheep and wool industry, working with family, working in their family merino business. After finishing school, he pursued his passion for the wool industry by completing a two-year traineeship as a jackaroo whilst working at a merino stud. Following that, Austin studied a Bachelor of Agricultural Business Management at Charles Sturt University and a Certificate for in wool classing. After finishing his studies, Austin returned to the Merino stud as assistant manager, overseeing the livestock operation and a team of jackaroos. Fast forward a couple of years and Austin has recently started a new position as manager at Bogo Merinos in Cootamundra in New South Wales. Austin also has his own business, AG Livestock, through which he provides the services of sheep classing, ram selections and general advisory to clients in New South Wales. Austin is also a 2021 Peter Westblade Scholar. He placed first in the 2023 AWEX National Wool Classes Competition and recently attended the AWI Breeding Leadership Course. Austin is passionate about the sheep and wool industry and aims to have a positive contribution through the better breeding of merinos for more profitable outcomes. Austin also aims to give back to the industry through involvement in training and education programs. Like I said, Austin is an incredibly passionate and motivated individual, and I hope his story um, inspires you in the same way it did me. Here's Austin. Austin, welcome to the Generation Ag Podcast. How are you today? Well, thanks, Kayla. How are you? Doing pretty well. It is humid in Queensland where I'm recording from today. Where are you? I'm, I'm at Kudamundra today, and yeah, pro- probably not as humid as it is in Queensland, but yeah, 30 degrees outside, and, um, yeah, sunny, so yeah, pretty good. Yeah, awesome. Um, and when you look outside the window, what do you see? What's the view like at home? <laughs> um, yeah, pre- pretty good. Um, just undulating hills, slopes. Um, it's just starting to dry off here at the moment, and yeah, but we've, we've still got a fair bit of feed ahead of us, so yeah, in, in a good position. Great. Well, we will talk about Kudamandra and your role there in a little bit. But first things first, um, tell the listeners who are you and what is your connection to agriculture? Yeah, so my name's Austin Grace. I'm I'm from Young. Um, 
my connection to agriculture really stems from my family upbringing. Um, yeah, so small family farm at Maringo and mum's side of the family owned De Monville Marinos at Harden. And growing up, I spent a lot of time with my uncles, my grandfather and, and my dad. And yeah, just really developed a passion for the sheep and wool industry through through that and um, probably more of a passion for the uh, merino industry. Um, since finishing school, I've, I've really chased my passion for the sheep and wool industry. I, I started my career um, with a position as a jackaroo at age 11 merino studying Warren. And, um, you know, that really set me up for a good foundation in, in the um, agriculture industry. So the family connections are really strong, um, but I want to dig a little deeper around, like, you know, growing up um, on a property and in and around the the sheep and wool industry. Um, what do you remember most? Like what are the fondest memories? Um, what are the things that you think really shaped your love of what you do now? Um, yeah, prob- probably touching on, you know, spending a lot of time with, you know, my, my dad, my uncles and my grandfather, probably some of my fondest memories um, growing up would be walking around the um, ram shed with my grandfather, go, going through all the all the shed rams. And, um, yeah, he, he'd talk me through um, what a good sheep was and, you know, spending time um, mustering, shearing, love, love shearing time and um, land, landmarking, just, you know, really getting involved with everything that was happening, um, I, I guess, yeah, that that's just re- really where where it's come from. And do you, um you have any siblings? I've I've got a younger brother Henry, and he's also keen on his agriculture. He's uh, currently working for Delta Ag, uh, doing a lot of soil testing, and he's um, studying an ag degree at the university. So, um, yeah, it's it's good good to see that we're both interested in the ag, ag space. Absolutely. Great job, mum and dad. Because <laughs> sometimes I think when you grow up um, on a property, it can kind of go one or two ways, right? You're either dead keen to continue doing it or absolutely dead keen to get out. Um, so that's really beautiful that you and your brother both, um, I suppose, had that amazing experience growing up and then now want to continue that for yourselves long term. Um, on that, do you did you think always that you were going to be working in agriculture long-term? Like, was there any other point at which you're like, mm, maybe I'll try something else? Were you ever discouraged from pursuing agriculture as a career? Um, I, I wouldn't say I was ever ever discouraged from pursuing a career in agriculture. Um, I've, I've always found myself coming back to agriculture. I actually spent a bit of time in the building industry, um, yeah, just working with one of my uncles who's a builder and, um, yeah, we built a lot of um, rural sheds, shearing sheds, um, houses, and I did enjoy that, but it just wasn't passion. And, and yeah, I've just always kept coming back to to agriculture and the sheep and wool industry in particular. Yeah, you um, you have got quite a passion um, and for the sheep and wool industry. I think it's pretty interesting. Sometimes when I talk to wool industry people specifically, um, you guys seem to just be absolute junkies for it. And I don't know what it is about wool exactly um, that keeps 
people so um, tied. It's really cool to see. But you, like, the passion is obvious. You were a Peter Westblade scholar. You won the Golden Stencil for wool classing at the Sydney show. You've been Agribusiness Student of the Year. Like, you you definitely have found your niche. Like, what what is it about wool specifically? I, I just I just love the fibre and I, I guess just growing up around it, um, you know, just working with quality wool, it's like it's just really in, in my blood and um, like I, I just wouldn't be in any other industry. Um, but like the, the fibre itself, it's just got, you know, some really good opportunities. It's environmentally friendly, sustainable and, yeah, just compared to, to other other fibres, um, yeah, no, I, I, it's just the most nat- natural. Does that um, sustainability piece really connect with your personal values? It, it does, yeah. Like I think moving forward, um, sustainability is always a, a big thing in agricultural systems and, and producers are always working to, you know, make their systems more sustainable. So, um, yeah, wool, wool's definitely in a, in a great space for that. Definitely. So let's talk a bit more about the journey. You finish, uh, sorry, you grow up working um, or being in and around the family business. Like where to from there? Like you did your traineeship. Um, was it one of those situations? I know lots of um, kids that grow up on farms sort of get told by the parents, you know, you have to go and work somewhere else before you come home. Is that sort of what happened to you or was it a different plan? Um, look, so my, my um family farm it's probably not big enough for me to go back to and um you know ha- make, make a life out of it so I'm, I'm really going down the career path and um i guess get, getting that um hands-on experience as a jackaroo you know just really set the foundations and you know the age of labor program um you you do the work but you also get um some qualifications you get put through a certificate two and three in agriculture and, you know, the practical skills that you gain from it, um, you know, you become a really good, um, you, you get stockmanship, um, fencing, butchery, um, your chainsaws and, you know, livestock health and management. Um, that That's just with the um, the TAFE course. But, you know, do, doing the hands-on work at Age Labra, you know, you get your working dogs going and you're exposed to all enterprises. Um, you know, you got your, your commercial merinos, stud merinos, um, prime land, and then you've got dry land and irrigation um, cropping. Um, so, look, there's just probably no no better place to to really get a, get a start and just expose yourself to all the different systems that you could possibly possibly do. And I guess um, I've always been passionate about merino sheep and stud sheep in particular, so that that's sort of the path that I... I went down in my first year, I was at Age Labra itself and you get exposed to pretty well everything and then in, in your second year you get um, sort of probably put out of property where you're focusing on, on your interests. So um, do, doing that was great and then um, after doing that for two years I've probably seen the opportunity to, you know, expand my career in farm management and the the way to do that I seen at the time was to um, go, go to university so I went to Charles State University in Wagga and did a Bachelor of Agricultural Business Management, um, which went for three years. And how did you find sort of um, that experience of going to uni after you've sort of worked a couple of years in industry? Um, it, it was great and I would highly recommend any any young 
individuals wanting to um, go to university to probably go out and you know do do a bit of work because it just gives you a little bit more time to mature and if if you if you're working in in ag you also get a, a basic understanding of how you do things and why you do things and then for me going to university after doing all of that um, it just I, I was probably a little bit further ahead than most in understanding um, how to do things and why you do that. Um, yeah, so it, it was good. And, and a couple of years out of school, you really know why you want to be there. Um, and, yeah, I just knew that that was what I had to do to get to the next place. So it was um, definitely definitely the best thing for me to go do, do that hands-on work before going to uni. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, where to after that? What, what have you been doing since you graduated? Um, well, I prob- probably like to talk about my time at university because it was um, it was a great time, and um, I was able to do my study. But it also allowed me the opportunity to work on a few different properties and just gain insight into different management practices, and um, you know, just expose yourself to you know, different ways of doing things. Um, so, you know, I was able to work on a few different merino studs. I spent time in in the sheds shearing, crutching and wool handling. And, um, yeah, so that that was great. And I, while I was at uni, I also, um, I was, yeah, I did the Peter Westblade scholarship and um, I also completed my wool classing certificate. So um, be, being able to do those things while I was at uni, it just really fast-tracked. Um, where you know where I got to next. Um, so I guess t- touching on the Peter Westblade scholarship, um, yeah. So that that scholarship just really exists to promote practical skills in the sheep and wool industry. And I was a recipient of that scholarship in 2021. And um, the the scholarship itself, it's got a, a training weekend at, at Wyvern annually. And I would highly recommend um, for for anybody keen on sheep and wool to to attend that weekend. And um, with the scholarship itself, I um, I was able to do a range of short courses and um, tailored to my career goals. So I I completed the RCS grazing for profit. I did my lifetime ewe management, um, a business edge course, and a leasing course with um, Agrista, and then. I was able to attend a few industry events like the Young Farmer Business Program and Merino Link. Um, I was also, you know, put with mentors to, you know, help me get to where I wanted to be and linked up with potential employers. So, um, you know, a mentor through that was Craig Wilson and I was able to spend a lot of time sheep classing with Craig and um, went on a trip to Western Australia with Craig and uh, Mitch Ruby and we... Um, yeah, went in class a few flocks over there. So it was, um, you know, a great experience. Austin, you've been very busy. <laughs> You're speaking about all of this as if, um, I mean, it's something that everybody does and it's not. And I think, um, again, speaks to your really deep-seated um, passion for the wool industry. And I think for our listeners' reflections, like the doors that will open up for you if you do really find um, a pathway that aligns with your passions. Yeah, I, I 100% agree, Kayla. And as as a, a young person in the industry, I, there, there's no better time to be in agriculture and um, just agriculture broader. It's um, re- really what you put in, you do get back. So 
you know, just just working hard, getting getting involved with industry events and um, just putting yourself out there. You'd just be surprised the opportunities that come with with doing that. Absolutely. Um, and I suppose one such of those opportunities is one you've sort of just finished up, which is AWI's Breeding Leadership course. Do you want to tell us about that? Um, yeah, I'd love to tell you about that. Um, yeah, so I attended the AWI Breeding Leadership course two weeks ago, and that was probably one of the best programs I've done so far. And um, there's probably 20 to 30 individuals from across Australia and, you know, above the age of 25, um, really, really leadership focused and, and great networking. Um, yeah, got contacts across Australia now. Um, probably touching on the course, we, we started with um, just a little bit about understanding yourself, um, your personality. We did the Myers-Briggs personality test um, and that just determines whether you're an extrovert, introvert, and just, just the way you think. Um, we went into leadership styles and decision-making um, and then we went into business skills and development, which is probably what I um, found the most value out of out of the out of the course, and um, just really focused on um, benchmarking, strategic direction, and succession. And a lot of those things that I learn, I I will be able to implement them back into my current position. Um, we went on a few merino stud tours, and um, then we focused on communication, um, just you know, how to effectively communicate, run meetings, um, time management and delegation. And then um, to, to finish it all off, it was just really about how you do create change um, from, from the stuff we learned and just, um, you know, take, take it to your own business and, yeah, implement it. So it was, um, it was a great week, yeah. It sounds like it. Um, I always think there's so much value in, um, those sort of leadership and personal development programs that are so tailored for your industry and like where you wanna where you wanna go in your future. Um, <clears throat> so sounds incredible. Uh, how would someone apply in the future if they wanted to do um, the program? So you you basically just got to wait until AWI put out a uh, just ne- next year's session and then um, you just got to answer a range of questions and. Um, yeah, that that's sort of it, really. But um, yeah, any any individual thinking about it or looking looking into it, I, I would highly recommend it. That's awesome, um, and Austin. Like we just talked about, you know, what you've been learning at uh, the AWI program, but obviously uni and everything else along the way. Um, where has that sort of set you up for right now? What's the what's the job? What's the gig on the the resume right now? Yeah, so. When I finished uni, I um, I got asked to go back to where I Jack Rood um, at Age Elaborate, but as assistant manager. So I was doing that um, last year, which was a great experience. Um, I had a team of four Jack Roos that were working with me, and yeah, a lot of lot of livestock um, which I was responsible for. So that that was a great experience, and um, yeah, just being able to probably put myself in in the shoes of when I was a jackaroo and train train up the young young people that was that was great and um as as um yeah last year was a, a relatively big year um for the sheep industry um I, I also had to start a, a sheep classing business um due to the passing of Paul Kelly um, who was um the age elaborate sheep classer and a, a very good mentor of mine so 
Um, I've taken on, yeah, a range of clients um, across New South Wales and um, in in the southern end, um, me and Paul's son Jack have split that run. Um, we're we're continuing on that legacy, and um, I guess towards the end of last year, I um, I actually got offered a job um, down at Cootamundra, so probably a lot closer to all the class and work that I have got, but also a step up in my management career. So I've um, just taken on the farm manager's role at Bogo Marinos at Cootamundra. So I um, only started that um, probably this year. So, um, yeah, pretty much a month ago. And, um, yeah, re- really excited for, you know, um, continuing on doing my sheep classing, but also expanding my skills in, um, you know, breeding Merinos and, uh, and farm management. Sounds amazing and nice and close to home too, which is really good. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, very, very convenient. Um, so then I guess not to put a big curly question in front of you, but um, where do you see yourself in the future? I I definitely see myself in the marina industry. I think that's, um, yeah, a given and probably, yeah, the, the bigger picture, I'll either be expanding in, in my farm management career, probably in the next five to 10 years, or I um, I might eventually, you know, after I get more experience, um, start a business in um, livestock consultancy and sheep classing. Um, but, yeah, I guess just open open to the opportunity, but the the position I've taken, um, yeah, like it's it's a great opportunity and I'll, I'll definitely be focusing on that um, for, for a while. And, yeah, yeah, that that's... Um, yeah, the plan at the moment. Yeah, and sounds like um, you're a person who really is sort of committed to this industry, obviously, but I bet um, so ready to just make the most of this opportunity and all opportunities that you're you're given. So that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you also won a Global Footprint Scholarship, um, Austin, and I think you're the first person we've had on the podcast who has received one of those. So I'm wondering if you could um, tell us a little bit about that as well. Yep, for sure. So on on the back of my completion of the wool classing degree, um, I was eligible to um, apply for the Global Footprint Scholarship. So I, I actually um, yeah, I went I went over to New Zealand in, in January um, and the scholarship, it's um, basically a travel grant for industry placement. Um, yeah, so I, I went over there for the month of, of January and I spent time working on a few different sheep stations, which was an, a great experience and definitely opened up my eyes just to, you know, the different challenges that um, people in New Zealand face in the production of sheep. Um, I was also able to attend se- seven different ram sales and just get a bit of a look at the merino and sheep industry over there. So um, that that was a great, great, really good experience. Sounds like it. Well, watch this space by the sounds of it, Austin. You're a busy guy and um, I, I'm i keen to watch where you go in the future. Um, you touched on it a little bit before, but I guess I want to have a, a more robust discussion about what it is that you think um, agriculture and particularly the wool industry has to offer young people. Agriculture broader, um, you know, there's just – so many opportunities um i think focusing on you know issues across the agriculture there's there's a shortage of um of skills skills and labor 
And while while that's an issue for the industry, it's also an opportunity for young people. And um, yeah, I think just the career career opportunities. You don't have to own a farm to you know really pursue a career in ag. There's there's just you know so many so many opportunities from you know even even veterinary um, agronomy through through the sheep and wool industry, which um, you know there's pl- plenty of opportunities in that. Like you could. You know, go down the um, wool harvesting sector, and you know, focus on wool classing, shearing, crutching, um, become a wool broker. Um, farm management, there's you know a lot of opportunity in that, and you know, there's there's some really good jobs going. Um, yeah, in in all in all uh, facets of agriculture. So yeah, and and probably the the op- other opportunities I see too are the um, the training opportunities. Um, there's just so many programs out there for, for individuals to upskill themselves. Um, yeah, so yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely opportunities, and you know the the technology space too, um, make, making production more efficient. And yeah, there's there's just no no better time to be in agriculture. Could not agree more. Austin, the last place we always wrap up with is if people want to know more about you or follow along your story or just reach out and pick your brain about some things, how are they best to do that? Um, probably best, um, yeah, Facebook and Instagram. Um, yeah, Austin Grace. Um, I also have LinkedIn, um, which I probably need to update a little bit more now. And, um, yeah, that's just Austin Grace. So, yeah, by, by all means, if you're... If you're interested in anything that I've spoken about, get get in touch. That that'd be great. I love it, Austin. Thank you so much. You and I have had um, a little bit of fun trying to coordinate a time to sit down and chat, but we make it work. And I appreciate you being so candid and honest today. And it's been really nice to talk to you. Yeah, th- thanks for the opportunity, Kayla. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Generation Ag. We hope you loved it. If you did, don't forget to visit our guest bios page on our website where you can get all of their contact information. And if you have an idea for another guest in the future or a story that you want to hear, you can get in touch with us via our email, which is hello at generationag.com.au. Don't forget to follow us on our socials at generation.ag. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you've loved this episode as well, you can share it with your friends on your socials and make sure to subscribe to us on the podcast app and leave us a review because that all really helps as well. Thanks, guys. Bye.